Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. As human beings, right, as people, we all tend to fear what we don't understand, right? We all tend to fear what we don't understand. So when it comes to taxes, people are scared because they just haven't taken the time to understand how taxes work. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. Be honest with me. What do you dread worse, doing your taxes or swimming with sharks? I know it's a toss up. (laughs) We are headed into the opposite of the most wonderful time of the year. The dreaded tax season is upon us. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, dramatic sound effect aside, it's time to get our tax season game plan on and have some fun learning about taxes with our main man tax expert, Carter Cofield. One of my favorite quotes is that if you want to pay less tax, simply change the facts. So you have the power to change your tax situation if you're willing to embrace it and own it. Carter will teach you how to benefit from the tax code. You'll get to the bottom of the ever-popular question, should you use a professional accountant or just do your own with one of the many software options that are out there? What to do with your health insurance if you're let go from your job? And Carter will share one of the best, seriously the best, wealth-building techniques called the Backdoor IRA. It's going to change everything, my friend. Let's start talking. Carter, welcome back to Everyone's Talking Money. So good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me back. First of all, the first time I was honored, but the second time I'm like, okay, I got to be special now. So like, I'm so happy (laughs) for bringing me back. Um, Super ready to get some value. So uh, thank you again for having me. You're in the club. So you should have gotten your like official certificate in the mail or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, I'm moving like, you know, so I live out the country. So maybe you got lost in the transition or something. (laughs) Exactly. You know, this is not everyone's favorite time of year, right? Uh, Tax time is just 
always something that brings on a lot of stress and fear. And no matter what situation you're in, whether you're a W-2 employee, you're an entrepreneur, just something about tax time that kind of makes us have like beads of sweat, right? (laughs) Kind of pile up. And so I want to talk a little bit about the tax changes coming up. But before we get there, you are a big advocate of mindset, just like I am. And so I was wondering if you could give us just a little bit of, you know, kind of words of wisdom. Like how can we get ourselves in the mindset around tax time so that, you know, we can kind of ease through this time without feeling so much panic. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, mean, I want to entertain you with this, a quick story. So when I was a kid, um, we had a house in, you know, it was one of the older houses. So like we tried to go in the basement. Like, every time I opened the basement door, there was like a loud howling noise coming out the basement. Like mind you, I'm 10 years old. So like as far as I'm concerned, there's like a whole wolf in our basement and I refuse to go down there, right? <laughs> you know? It makes so, sense. It, it makes sense. sense. So like, you know, one day my father told me, asked me to go down there and I'm like, I hear you. Hey, what you're saying, Pops, but I really, I really rather not go down there. He's like, I didn't ask you. I told you to go downstairs. I'm like, I hear you, but like, I swear <laughs> I'm not trying to go in the basement. So long story short, he made me go down, go down into the basement and I found out that it wasn't a wolf in the basement. The howling was simply coming from a window that was open, that was blowing in uh, air and not the window. And I learned a very important lesson that day that I think that um, sticks with me today and that most people need to understand. As human beings, right, as people, we all tend to fear what we don't understand, right? We all tend to fear what we don't understand. So when it comes to taxes, people are scared because they just haven't taken the time to understand how taxes work. And I I tell people all the time, we all have two choices. We can stay scared. We can stay average, right? Like most people, or we can leave the norm and we can get informed. So I just encourage people to, the more time you spend learning about something, especially something like taxes, the less you have to be scared of. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally makes sense. I mean, I think it's all, it's all wrapped in this idea of, of money. I mean, we all want money, uh, but we all have this just really like contentious relationship with money, usually because we haven't spent time to to think about these things. So we just kind of stay locked in this pattern of fear. And, you know, I I think it's really easy to, you know, almost to see our money as like that, you know, potentially that that wolf that's down in our basement. And so I love Mm -hmm. the idea of, uh, you know, educating yourself. I mean, that's certainly something I do on my podcast, something you do on your show, Melon and Money. It's it's really, um, I think, at the core of of who you are. I mean, have you always uh, loved, you know, talking about it, taxes? Is this something <laughs> that you just you just kind of found your way into? Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I was the I was an eight year old kid uh, balancing uh, checkbooks and stuff. But no, <laughs> um, really, my love for my edu- my love for money and, and and just understanding about taxes just came from curiosity. Right? We didn't have money as a family. And taxes were our taught when it came to taxes to just pay and look away, right? So my education came from curiosity, and I was like, "Yo, if I'm scared of if I don't know these things, but I know that money's out there, like maybe if I go learn about it, I won't be as fearful of it um, when when it comes down to my day to day." And I think that's what a lot of people need to need to. I encourage people to do because. Money's a taboo topic to bring up at the dinner table because, at least for me, my parents didn't understand it. So they didn't want me to know that they didn't know about it. So they, they just told, like, nobody talk about it. So I was like, okay, well, this is not sustainable, right? <laughs> you know, so my love, my, my love and in, 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 uh, in my education came from just curiosity. And now that I know that if I was able to come from a household of not having money or not understanding taxes or not understanding business, if I can do it, I can learn it. It's my job and my God-given like ability to take these complex topics and make it very easy, sorry, very easy and fun to understand. So I think I, that I was blessed with the gift of doing that, and so that's why I love teaching so much. Well, curiosity is my word of the year. So <laughs> this conversation it. is apropos. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get into some you know, little nuggets and bolts around around taxes. And hopefully we can demystify some of these things for everybody listening. Because one of the things that you do really well is is make talking about and learning about taxes super approachable. So, you know, I, I want to start here because I think this is something that always trips people up. We have 
a couple of options when we file our taxes. We can either claim itemized deductions or the standard deduction. And Mm -hmm. I know standard deductions gotten pretty nice and juicy over the last, you know, couple of years, but this is always something that listeners write in uh, to ask me around tax time, like, which is better? How do I know what box to click when I, Mm -hmm. when I'm filling out my tax forms? What do you, what do you have to say to us? Yeah, so can I take a, a little bit step back before I answer that question, if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, let's go back. Okay, because I want you say you said the word demystify, and I'm like, okay, I know exactly what I have to talk about. So here's the, the thing that I think most people need to just know and realize. So the tax code is like seventy seven thousand pages, right? And it's a big book that people are you know scared of. But here's the thing: only five percent of the tax code talks about how to pay taxes. Right. Mm, the okay. other ninety-five percent talks about how to avoid paying taxes. So the tax code is literally a rule book teaching us different strategies, different ways, different methodologies to literally avoid paying taxes. And the reason that they did that is because the tax code is nothing more than an incentive system. And if you do what the government wants you to do, they'll gladly give you tax breaks. So I think if people start thinking of taxes like, oh, like an incentive system, like when we were in class and they gave us like the gold stars because they wanted us to like be incentivized to be good. Like that's all the IRS is saying and saying, hey, we, we have this rule book in place. If you do what we want you to do, you don't got to worry about paying any taxes. We'll gladly let you live tax-free if you do, if you follow these incentives. The only problem is that most people don't know the rules, so it's impossible for them to win the game. So I think if people start looking at taxes as is something that the government will gladly let me avoid if I do what they want me to do, we don't have to be scared of it anymore. I d- dive into that a little bit more for me, Carter, because you know there is this um, I, I, a feeling, I guess, when you say the words "avoid taxes." Right? A lot of people think of you know, very wealthy people who have a lot of money, who maybe should be giving some money back to society, to, to helping organizations, to help end homelessness, whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. And instead, they're, you know, using lawyers and companies and all sorts of things to to avoid taxes. And so there's this stigma when we talk about that. But, you know, can you help us reframe that a little bit? Like maybe think about that from a different perspective. Yes. So I use, the, I use my words very carefully. So tax avoidance is legal. Tax avoidance is leveraging the IRS tax code to legally avoid paying taxes. Tax evasion is doing illegal practices will cost you to go to jail for, avoid, for avoiding paying taxes. So that's just the difference of, of wordplay. But here's how I like to teach my students on how to like not put yourself in this victim mentality when it comes to taxes. So for every job, I'm a business owner, right? So for every job that I create, that's one less job that the government has to create, right? So they're going to give me tax breaks for it. For every job that I create, that's one less person that has to be on welfare, right? And so they're going to give me tax breaks for it. For every dollar that I invest in real estate, that's one less dollar that the government has to put into affordable housing. So when because I'm a business owner and I have and I get a lot of tax breaks, that doesn't mean that I'm not stimulating the economy. It means the exact opposite. I'm using my dollars to pump money into the economy by buying equipment, by employing people, by buying real estate, by investing my money into, into the stock market to, to help the overall economy. So just because you're not paying taxes doesn't mean you're not doing your part for society. You're probably doing a bigger part because you're able to help the people you want to help and donate to the causes that are special to you. So I, I really want, I really encourage people to not look at wealthy people who avoid paying taxes as bad people. They're literally stimulating our economy in, in most cases, and they're they're using their money to invest in causes that they see fit. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, hopefully they're doing that, right? There's always oh, outliers. Hopefully, of I, know, I know what I'm doing. I know what <laughs> right. I'm doing, right? So let me, let me just speak for me. Let me just speak for me. But but yeah, so like if you stimulate the economy and you put, you know, put your money in, in the right places. Like it's okay to get tax breaks because you're still doing your part. I like that. Yeah. Okay. That feels like, feels like we can wrap our arms around that. Yeah. It's like, it's like now we can all hug, right? It's not a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> Kumbaya moment. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so circle us back around to, to this, the standard deduction, itemized right. deduction. 
Absolutely. So the standard deduction was recently increased, as you uh, know, with the recent Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which made it more more likely for people to select the standard deduction over itemized. So the good thing is that we don't have to pick blindly. We can our, you know, our CPA or our tax preparer is supposed to plug both options into their software and it'll let them know if you go with the standard deduction, it'll be this much. If you go with the itemized, it'll be this much. And the software automatically picks which one is higher. So as consumers, we don't, we shouldn't, if we have the right tax prepare, we shouldn't have to make that choice. We should be able to give all of our documents to our our accountant and they should be able to let us know, should we go standard? This is how much money we're going to save. Or if we go itemized, this is how much money we're going to save. And that decision can be made for us. So we don't have to do the math ourselves. You, do, you should not have to do the math <laughs> yourself. No. Why? Don't put yourself through that headache. <laughs> you love yourself. Don't do it. <laughs> All right. So, so this brings me to a question. So do we use an accountant or do we use software? How do we know, how do we know which one is best? This is a very good question. Um, so if you are, it depends on your situation. If you have a very, very typical situation, which means that you have a job, probably your spouse has a job. Y'all have one home that you all live in, and that's it. I'm okay with you using a software, and I'm not going to say any software because I do have my opinions about them. But I don't, you know, for this show, sake of this show, I won't go there. But I, you, you can use softwares if you have a simple situation. If you have anything, and I mean anything beyond a simple situation, it's going to cost you more in mistakes than it will hiring somebody to do it for you. So that means if you have a business, if you have a side hustle, if you drive Uber, if you have one property, if you have investments, don't do it to yourself. <laughs> Find a reputable person because the average tax repair is going to cost you, if you simple return, 300 maybe 500 a 1000 for like LLCs, S-Corps, that is pennies on a dollar for what you could be causing yourself in mistakes and overpaying the IRS. That's pennies on a dollar of what you could end up costing yourself. So that's... That's what I try to tell people, and I hope that that helps your audience. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash E-T-M for your extended 30-day free trial. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. Yeah, I mean, I'm pro having having a money team, no matter what situation you're in, you know, have your have your financial advisor, have your CPA, have your attorney, because you just you just never know what um, life is going to throw your way. And Mm so, you know, having those people who, who have your back and yes, you may pay a little extra for those people. But after all, you know, you're out there spending a huge chunk of your time to to make money, to earn money. So, you know, I always say, wouldn't you also want to have a team in place that that helps you preserve and grow that as well? Because not much, and it's not about how much money you make; it's about how how much money you keep. And one thing I always, one of my favorite quotes is that experts are expensive, right? But amateurs will cost you a fortune. And you might be the amateur doing your own taxes that's costing yourself a fortune. So stop doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Take yourself off the payroll. I like that. Yeah. Well, you know, we've got a lot of people listening who are um, at some level investors, whether they're day trading or, um, you know, just kind of have some small accounts on the side. That's definitely become something that's really popular over the last, you know, couple of years. We see a lot of people on Instagram talking about trading and TikTok and all sorts of things like that. But there's a lot of confusion about capital gains tax and mm-hmm. kind of how that works. So I know that uh, the 2023 numbers have increased for inflation, which a lot of numbers have as well. But can you tell us, like, what is capital gains tax? Kind of how does it work? Yeah, so capital gains tax is a tax that you pay on the earnings from your investments. And there's short-term capital gains taxes and there's long-term capital gains taxes. So um, if you hold an investment for less than a year, 
you're going to pay short-term capital gains taxes, short-term capital gains rates, which is the same as ordinary income rates. So there's no tax breaks there. But if you hold your investments for 12 months in one day, you now get to pay long-term capital gains taxes, which is substantially lower than ordinary income taxes. So someone paying taxes on um, in the highest tax bracket at 37%, if they earn money with ordinary income, that same person is only paying 20% in capital gains taxes. So they're saving 17% in taxes by deciding how to make their money, by making their money from investments versus making their money from um, uh, working in ordinary income. Now, you mentioned day traders. In my opinion, from my research, the IRS is not like day traders at all. And I don't know why I didn't make the rules. I just follow them. So I have a lot of of, 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 of day traders uh, in my community through friends. And unless you have a specific tax status called TTS status or and mark to market status, unless you have these two statuses on your claim claim on your tax return, you cannot treat your trading business as a business. You're going to pay the same tax rates, you can't get any deductions in your trading business. Like they don't, they don't give you those deductions unless you get those statuses. And those statuses are kind of hard to attain depending on how much you're trading day to day. But for just long-term investors, capital gains tax rates is something that we all should be trying to achieve. And we should be trying to switch our, we should be trying to move some of our ordinary income into investments so we can pay more, more favorable tax rates. How do we do that? So what I, what I encourage people to do is, so you make money from work, right? Is, mm-hmm. is your audience mostly? Uh, uh, we, got a, we got a well, wide mix here. We're all you're over the place. very popular, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're making money, let's just say from your W-2 job, and you decide to take some of that money and invest it into real estate, right? You now start earning money from your real estate property every month. And due to the rules of the tax system, Basically, the money you make from real estate, you probably won't pay taxes on. If you know what you're doing, there's so many deductions with depreciation, all these things that you won't pay taxes on your real estate earnings. So now you're earning, let's say, $1,000 a month, or $2,000 a month, or $3,000 a month from real estate, but you're also earning $3,000 a month from your job. But this $3,000 a month you're making for real estate is not being taxed. And if it is being taxed, it's being taxed at capital gains rates versus ordinary income tax rates. So I think to answer your question is we have to preserve the money the earned money that we make and put it into passive investments to be able to take care, to take advantage of those favorable tax rates. And what if we have losses on our investments? Like, oh. is there a way to take advantage of those? I mean, we've had a couple of, you know, a couple of yeah. bumpy months here, less, last, less than, you know, less, six, eight less months. Less than great months lately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So to answer your question in, uh, in the short term, yes. So the IRS allows us to take losses against our, um, from our investments and gets our ordinary income. So if you had losses in your stock portfolio in December, you could have sold the stock, it took the loss and that loss would have been subtracted against your ordinary income up to $3,000. Now you can subtract it against, uh, investment earnings, but like you can only subtract your losses from your ordinary income up to $3,000 per year, but that does get carried forward in the future years. So if, if, if you had $9,000 losses, you can take those losses every year for three years. So there's, and that, that's called um, a tax loss harvesting. And so that's, that's a way that you can use the losses from your investments to, sh- to um, offset your earnings. So even if we've, if we lost some money, we still, we still can take advantage of Something good, potentially. Yeah, and, and, and what's, what's, what's really cool about this is that, so with cryptocurrency, as we know that like had a bad couple months, right? Um, we, can sell, we can sell our cryptocurrency and there is no uh, was, was, what's called the wash sale rule, meaning we can sell it, we can sell it tonight and buy it back the next day and, not, and then still be able to take advantage of the loss. So all my crypto people that lost money, I was encouraging everybody to follow me to like sell your investment, lock in a loss, buy it back in 20 seconds, and then be able to recognize that loss against your against your ordinary income. Just another reason why we should be following you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, another thing you talk about, which I know you're going to have a lot to say about this, and I'm excited, but the, don't, don't, the IRS... Don't give me hyper. <laughs> don't worry, I'm coming, don't give me hyper over here. 
you know, the IRS has increased the contribution limits for all retirement accounts. And you talk a lot about why we should be maxing out our Roth IRAs, right? You're a big proponent of Roth IRAs. What are the benefits of doing this? Like, how do we use a Roth to build wealth? This might be one of the best questions I've been asked in 2023. So I'm going to stamp it. I'm going to stamp it. We're still early in the year, but, you know, I'll I'll hold on to that. (laughs) Yes, but Roth IRAs are like one of my favorite um, investment vehicles and favorite things to talk about because like there's a there's a few times in American history where um, tax free forever could be put in the same sentence, right? And Roth IRAs are those accounts that can that will not be taxed forever. They'll be tax free forever and into perpetuity. So you can put is it seven thousand this year? Sixty five hundred? It might you be seven thousand. I think it's, it's seven thousand. I'll right? link in the show notes the okay the actual okay so either sixty five hundred or seven thousand dollars. You can invest into this account, and as the money grows, you never ever ever pay taxes on it. So as as you do 6000 every year, and let's say after 10 years, you've invested 60000 but that 60000 might have turned into 150000 150, Now you have all these earnings, and those earnings are tax-free forever. Here's what most people don't understand. Because we we've all been told to have an emergency fund, right? Have an emergency fund, three to six months of expenses. But what most people don't tell you is that your Roth IRA can also act as your emergency fund. Because I know. I love. I love this. I love you, this. You yes. love this. I, yes. I saw the smile. I was like, I hope she's smiling for the reason I think she's smiling. But um, so instead of having this, you know, thirty thousand dollar, however much your emergency fund is, in in a savings account getting no interest, you can have your Roth IRA be a part of your emergency savings because you can always, always, always take out your contributions with no taxes and no penalties. So if you put Six thousand to a Roth IRA for ten years. You have a sixty thousand dollars emergency fund that you can draw from with no taxes, no penalties, no interest, and that money is being invested, getting on average ten percent a year versus the bank account that's giving you point zero 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 one percent. If you're lucky, yes. <laughs> if you're lucky, well, right? what I love about this is you know. I- because I'm a certified financial planner, not practicing anymore, but you know, I've still got all. Hey, first all the- of all, you you better wear that with color because that ain't that's not a hard that, that that's not an easy designation to get. So you better no, wear that. That was backbreaking, yes. <laughs> and you know, so I, I always love to share on this show how you can look at money a little bit differently, right? How you can maybe um, maximize things. Why negotiating for things like your, you know. Uh, calling your internet company and your cell phone company like two times a year, like hey, if you save twenty or twenty five bucks, hey, that's times however many months, right? And all that, all that money is just money you can use in other ways. So what I love about this Roth as your emergency fund is it's just a it's just a twist, but it's something that can really help you uh, build wealth with the Roth, right? But then if you really need to get in there and get that money, you've got it. And so it's just kind of like one of those things. It's like having the cake and eating it too, you know, and these things don't exist very, very often. With sprinkles, with sprinkles, with sprinkles. right? <laughs> and I think that what what deters most people from contributing to retirement accounts is, oh man, I can't touch this money. So I'm 59 and a half, 60, but like you actually can. So I think that like, shifting the narrative and breaking the mindset down of this, I can't touch this money. It's like, no, you actually can touch this money and you can touch it tomorrow or the next day and you won't be penalized or taxed on it. But if you don't touch it, guess what? It grows and it grows and it grows and it compounds on itself. So it's a win, win, win. Now, the only asterisk mark I have to say on the Roth, right, is we do have some income limitations. So, you know, there are some people listening that might have hit that income limitation, but if not, I'll make sure and link that all in the show notes. Well, with well, those accurate numbers. Well, oh, well. oh, okay. You're gonna stew me. Let's go for it. Yeah, I was say let's not, let's not, let's not be. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Pessimistic. Uh, yeah, let's let's be more optimistic here, okay? Because again, when you know more, you can do more. So there's a strategy. I know you. I pretty much know you know where I'm going with this. Um, there's a strategy called the backdoor Roth IRA, which I literally just posted on my social media like two days ago, and people were going crazy 
and I thought this was common knowledge, but you know, we're so we're so deep into the game we forget. Um, but so for those of you all that have worked hard and are very fortunate to have high income, you should not be penalized for earning a lot of money. So for those of you all that are above the income requirements, which I I won't even say it because I'm just let you put them in the show notes. I don't want to be wrong live on air, but it's, I think it's a little bit above 130,000. But again, she's going to uh, put it in the show notes. If you're making more than that, you can do what's called a backdoor Roth IRA, which is simply opening up a non-deductible IRA with whatever custodian that you decide to open it up with. Open up a non-deductible IRA, contribute $6,000 to it. The very next day, call your custodian and say, hey, you know that non-deductible IRA I just opened yesterday and I was funded with six dollars or $7,000? Yeah, I want to convert that IRA into a Roth. And then they're going to say, okay, cool. Because there's no, there's, there are limits on Roth contributions, but there's no limit on Roth conversions. So now you can convert that, that, that non, non-deductible IRA into a Roth IRA, invest it, and now you have a backdoor Roth IRA. You can do this every single year. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's I mean, why you have the show. You're giving, people amazing, you're giving people amazing information today. Absolutely. Because, you know, where else do we get this, right? We, we got it. At least somebody might walk away and be like, oh, you know, this guy Carter talked about something about backdoor, you know, Roth IRA. Like, let me at least like Google it and find out some more information, right? So we, we're planting seeds. <laughs> exactly. That's, that, that's our job. Plant seeds and then we'll, we'll look at the, fruit, the fruits of our labor uh, sometime down the road. Talking about money is hard. You know this already. All over the world, people are taught to never talk about money, politics, sex, or religion in polite company. On 50 Fires, a podcast about money and meeting from executive producers Chip and Joanna Gaines, host and financial conversationalist Carl Richards will remove money from that list by having frank, funny, and often difficult conversations about money, the kind we're all told not to have, with guests from all walks of life. In each episode, Carl will invite a new guest to answer the question, what does money mean to you? Their answers will reveal much more than their attitudes about money, spanning revelations about identity, community, faith, family, and the true meaning of wealth. Tune in to hear deep conversations about money and the meaning it holds in our lives. You can find 50 Fires on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable, where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. From Foreign Policy, I'm Rena Nainan, the host of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women. Over the past few years, we've looked at how women around the world are changing societal norms to increase their economic power. This season, we're focusing completely on girls, how they're pushing for a brighter, more powerful future, and what the rest of us can do to set them up for success. Join us for stories about girl power, young women who are fighting for change, to give themselves a chance to live a life of their own choosing. That's season six of The Hidden Economics of Remarkable Women, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, we're also in a time and place right now that a lot of people are going through layoffs. You, you know, a lot of the big companies are laying people off and we we don't really know kind of who's coming next, but it's just kind of the the you know, climate we're in right now. And you shared on on Instagram, I love this, this idea that a lot of people are staying in their jobs because they have a fear of losing their health insurance. 
right? And so even some people who aren't getting laid off but are but are in their jobs and they really don't want to stay in that job, what's keeping them there is health insurance. I know I have some friends who are in the very same uh, place. You know, they'll call me and be like, "Oh, but what about my health insurance?" So dive into this a little bit. Why should we not be afraid of stepping away from those jobs? Wow, you really did your homework. This is this is great. This is this is by far the best interview I've had this year, <laughs> by far, by far, by far. Um, so yes, I, I came across this article that said seventy percent of people are staying at jobs that they do not like because of fear of losing their benefits, fear of losing their health insurance, and fear of losing their retirement plans. So um, I had to. I feel like I had to educate the public that. Hey, if you're at a job that you don't do not like and you want to leave that job and start your own business, you don't have to be worried about health insurance because first of all, you can get your own health insurance through the marketplace. Not only can you get your own health insurance through the marketplace, you could potentially find an insurance plan that that is more tailored to your specific needs because it's just focused on you. So you might not only can you get your own insurance, but you can get your own insurance that, that fits your needs and your budget. Last but not least, when you're a business owner and you pay for your own health insurance, the IRS actually allows you to deduct your health insurance premiums on your taxes. So if you're paying $300 a month for health insurance, you get a $3,600 a year tax deduction for uh, for paying for your own health insurance. So that not only do you get your own insurance, you can find a more tailored plan, but you also can get a tax deduction in the process. So people should no longer be scared or to leave their jobs because, due to benefits because they can easily get it on their own. Love that advice. Yes. And you know, you're an entrepreneur at heart. I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I know a lot of people are in that same position or really, you know, wanting to start something, whether it's a side hustle or something a little bit more more serious, give it a go. Uh, you know, what are some of the tax benefits for for entrepreneurs? I know that this could be like a four hour conversation, <laughs> but, but just you know, give us the highlight reel here. You saw my facial expression, like, where do I start? Um, well, first of all, I just want to say this, right? Because um, I'm, I'm, I, I believe in encouraging people. Whatever your job is paying you to do from nine to five, somebody else is willing to pay you to do that same thing from five to nine, right? We live in a day and age where, like, there aren't like handcuffs on how to make money anymore. So if you're a great assistant at work, like there are entrepreneurs like me that need a virtual assistant. If you're a great marketing person at work, there are plenty of business owners that need marketing. So I just want to encourage anybody out there that like people need you, that you have genius in you. And if you want to start something and and leverage your skills to make money on your own, I say you should strategically go for it. Um, Now, with that being said, there are an immense amount of tax benefits for being an entrepreneur. Matter of fact, I'll give you one that if this doesn't like make you want to jump into entrepreneurship, I don't know what will. So if you're making $100,000 at work, and I'm using this for simplicity's sake, you're going to pay federal taxes, state taxes, FICA taxes. You're probably going to pay about 40% of that money in taxes. So you're really going only coming home with $60,000. If you make $100,000 in your business, the IRS has this new deduction called a, the QBI deduction. Which they give you a twenty percent deduction just for being a business owner, period. So if by simply going from making my money at my job to making money at work, I mean from making money at my job to making money in my business, I automatically get a twenty percent tax deduction. So I automatically, so we can make the same amount of money, but because I'm making my money in the business, I get a twenty percent tax break that you don't. Not to mention. A lot of my personal expenses become business expenses the moment I start the business. So you might be paying taxes on $100,000 after all my write-offs and deductions. I might only be paying taxes on $50,000, which I'm going to be keeping probably $25,000 more than you every single year simply by shifting the way I make money. I mean, if that's not the poster for starting your own business... I don't know what is. <laughs> and, 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 and can I give your audience just one more, Jim? Please do. Yes. Okay. Now, this is not going to work for everybody, but it's going to work for some people. So some, when you apply for most jobs, you get, you get the option of being paid as an employee or a 1099 contractor. 
right? Now, this is not going to work for government jobs. It's not going to work for city jobs or state jobs, but some jobs allow you to be paid as W-2 or 1099, especially in like the tech space, right? So you can go to your employer and say, hey, I'm currently being paid as an employee, but I would rather be paid as a 1099 contractor. You pay me into my business. A few mm, amazing things yeah. are going to happen. A few amazing things are going to happen. First of all, your job saves 7.6% by paying you as a contractor versus an employee. So you can also strategically say, hey, not only do I want to be paid as a contractor, but I understand that you're going to save 7.65% at paying me this way. So I would actually like a 7% raise if that's not too much to ask. Right? So you can yeah. now get a 7% raise now, because now you're in the business owner quadrant. Now you get a 7% raise and now you get the QBI deduction, which is going to give you a 20% tax break for being a business owner. And you're also going to be able to get your own health insurance, write that off on your taxes. You can get your own retirement plan, write that off for your taxes. So you literally can make more money and pay less taxes by making this one shift. I mean, I don't have any words. That's, <laughs> I mean, that is pretty, that, is, that can be life-changing for it sure. Could, it could be. And you still have the safety of your employer. You're just being paid differently. I love it. Wow. See, I mean, you just, yeah. you, you give everybody the gems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clip that up and send that one to me. I'm going to even know. But <laughs> yeah. You know, in a previous episode that we had you on, you, you talked a little bit about your background and, um, you know, growing up where money was super, super tough and how you've, you've really worked on your mindset and your business. And, you know, you've, you've really taken your genius and your skill set and turned it into not only something that's obviously really helping people, but something that's obviously very profitable for yourself, which is always a win-win. You know, tell me a little bit about your, your, your journey and, and, you know, how you've, how you've been able to kind of overcome so much in your own relationship with money. Yeah. Who has a good question? Um, so yes, just I don't know if we went deeper on in the last episode or not, but yes, yeah, so I grew up on the south side of Chicago. Um, I grew up in poverty. I didn't lose both my parents when I was in high school. So like life became real for me really early. And, you know, life is about perspective. So some people always like look at me and say, I'm sorry to hear that. And I and I agree, but like the way I flipped it is that I got a five-year head start on my peers because most people don't grow up to their 21. I grew up at 16. Right. So I look at it as I had a five year head start. Um, and since going through that and like building my relationship with money, I didn't want anything to own me. Like anytime I'm scared of something, like I know I need to go in that direction and like find unravel this fear. And I was really, really scared of money. I had really a lot of anxiety around money. So I just committed to like a book a day or a podcast a day and just really learning. And like the more you equip yourself for information, it's like you're literally a superhero adding tools to your tool belt, right? Like, oh, I know about investing. I know about taxes. I know about business. I know about marketing. And like, you're literally attaching tools to your tool belt and you become this superhero in your own right because you've put in the work to develop yourself as to be the human being that you need to be. And I really, really, really want to encourage people to like invest in themselves. Like the more that you learn, the more that you earn. Like information changes situations and conversations change compensation. If you want to become the person that you desire to be, you have to invest in, in learning, investing in information, investing in mentors. And like that literally is the catalyst to my life. Like I, I, I'm sorry. I have no problem um, investing in myself and just, just being eager to learn. And that's been like my hack to like, quote unquote, success. Well, Carter, I want to wrap around a little bit to kind of how we started this conversation. Obviously, we talked about a lot of gems around taxes and we know there's tax changes every year. And uh, that's just kind of a, you know, a cost of doing business, if you will, for all of us. But I, I want to end again Back to some motivation for anyone listening. We're in we're in this time period where it's kind of the the crutch the crutch for for taxes when you know we have to gather everything together and we're going to our accountant appointments and we're thinking about how much we're gonna owe or maybe how much we might get back if we're lucky. Maybe. So you know, I want you to just maybe leave us with a few words of wisdom as we go through you know the next few weeks, the next month or so as we're going through tax time. What do you want us to to remember about this time so that it, it is not such a 
a dreaded time of the year, but something that um, you know we we can move through with a little bit more ease. Yeah. Um, what I want to encourage people is to like to not ignore it and to not like turn the other cheek. So one of my favorite quotes is that if you want to pay less tax, simply change the facts. So you have the power to change your tax situation if you're willing to embrace it and own it, right? Like whether you're 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 scared of getting owing money or you want a large refund, if you own the situation and if you just um, attack it head on. It even like whatever happens this year, let it be a, a lesson to propel you for next year. If you end up owing money this year, like, okay, what can I do this year so that next year this doesn't happen anymore? And once you like attack the the tax demon the first time, it, it gets it gets smaller and smaller every single year, and you just become you know it's, it's another area of your life that you no longer have to be worried about. I always get so much information when I talk with Carter. His tips about owning your taxes and not fearing them and looking for ways to use the tax code to your advantage, I think will really change your money situation and certainly how you look at taxes. I promise you. I think Carter needs to be like an official ETM regular. I don't know. What do you think? You can find Carter on all the social media platforms at cofield underscore advisor. He has links in his bio that will show everything he's got going on, including his tax-free living ebook. Or you can just tune in with him on Instagram and over at YouTube at Melon and Money. You're going to have a lot of more amazing content just like you heard today. If you enjoyed this episode, hey, everybody needs to do their taxes. Go ahead and share it with somebody right now. As always, you can head to the show notes for all the links to our episode guests, as well as the sponsors who make this show possible. I'll see you back here in a few days, my friend, for a brand new episode. Most of us have clothes that we've loved for years, maybe even decades. But it's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. If you're looking for more pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more. They've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. All-American Giant Clothing is created with a commitment to doing things better, from the materials they use down to the last stitch in every piece. And everything is made right here in America, in partnership with people and communities, because keeping things local ensures the kind of quality you'll appreciate as soon as you receive your order. Discover the American Giant difference today. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code LT23 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code LT23.